Aloha and welcome to another edition of the The Best Hawaii Podcast. And I'm really excited for my next guest. We have been talking about this for many, many months. And so we're going to execute it right here and right now. We're going to talk to Dr. Jerry Agrusa, who is actually an expert on tourism in Hawaii. And so Dr. Jerry, tell me a little bit about you. And for our listeners, they might say, hey, he doesn't sound like he's from Hawaii. Okay, a little bit about me. Um, I actually had the opportunity to move here in 1989 and uh, begin my uh, academic career here. And at that time, I was uh, hired by uh, Hawaii Pacific College, which is now HPU. At the time, it was uh, just a small little college, about 3,000 students. Three years. And I worked. So, so what, what do you do exactly at the University of Hawaii? I'm a professor, and I teach a number of classes. Undergraduate, I teach the food and beverage management class now, and I teach the strategic management uh, undergraduate capstone class. And on the graduate level, I teach the hospitality management class. But when I taught years ago, I taught um, many, many classes, ecotourism, uh, purchasing, actually facilities. So I'm very fortunate that I have both degree, my, my degrees in hospitality and then my doctorate in tourism. So I could teach both tourism classes and hospitality. And most recently, you've done a couple of studies evaluating tourism in Hawaii. Yes. And we've got, you know, um, we're just getting one that'll be published in, uh, probably by the, hopefully by the end of the week, it'll be out in press. We just finished a study on looking at uh, tourists to Hawaii from the U.S. mainland. And what we, one of the factors, we asked them what they'd like to do when they're here. And also, we asked them about uh, involved in native, uh, authentic Hawaiian experiences and their willingness to pay. So not just if they wanted to see uh, authentic luau's, etc., but their willingness to pay and how much they're willing to pay. And then we quantified also, uh, we asked the question about uh, if you were interested in having locally grown food, produce, fish, beef and chicken, et cetera. And how would you be willing to pay more for that? And how much more? Hmm. Now this is very big on sustainability because most of the food for all of us, but more so with the tourists, when we have that huge amount of tourists, we don't grow enough food for them. So we import. Mm -hmm. And when you import all that food, there's a huge, you know, we, it costs both, the shipping cost, but also to the environment. The carbon footprint is just mm -hmm. so high. You know, we're out here, you know, we, uh, we're 35,000, 3,500 miles, you know, 5,000 kilometers from the nearest land. I don't know if you saw last week, there was a gentleman who was on a jet ski off of Maui and they found him. Uh, he got lost and he was out. You know, what happens is once you pass the horizon, you don't see the mountain. You don't know if you're going which way. Next stop is Japan. And what happened is he, for some reason, had a flare gun. And they saw it from the shoreline, the flare, and they went out and got him about three o'clock in the morning. I was just, yeah, yeah. They came on a helicopter. And I was just wondering, I've been on jet skis. I never saw a flare gun. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, last year we had several lockdowns and, and tourists were not allowed to come to the islands. Uh, but fast forward now, we are open, and 
you know, obviously we're seeing less or fewer visitors from Asia, you know, obviously because Japan has a crazy quarantine condition and then um, we're seeing a lot more domestic travelers. And so, you know, I'm not the expert I shouldn't be talking about, but what can you tell me about tourism in Hawaii right now? Well, yeah, like you said, we had the lockdown and we did a study back then too for, for the state. We looked at people's willingness to take a COVID test before coming and a test uh, once they land. And this was in May of 2020. And we had 68% of our uh, respondents over 500 stated that yes, they would be willing to take a COVID test before coming. And then uh, another 61% said they'll take another one when they land. And then uh, luckily that our state government officials, specifically the governor, he took uh, that and ran with it in uh, October. So October 2020, if you came here, if you took a COVID uh, test and it's negative, you didn't have to quarantine prior. Right before that, you had to quarantine for 14 days. And quarantine, people don't always understand. They think, oh, you're just going to be at the Hilton. No, no. You're inside the room for 14 days, a little hotel room. You're not allowed to go out to the pool. You're not allowed to do any of that. But afterwards, they did a, a little bit of a thing called bubble tourism, where some of the resorts, especially in Kauai and then parts of uh, Maui, some of those resorts where people came in and they had to stay on the resort property. Yeah, that worked well. That worked well. But the co taking the COVID test really worked well. And then when the vaccine was finally available, say, I think December for most started for the, those that are older Kapuna and the medical workers. I got my vaccine in March and then a second one in April. So I was very fortunate. Uh, you know, at the time we were all clamoring for it and now we have excess, but the rest of the world doesn't have it. And um, this has caused an issue because we have so many people that are not vaccinated. And as we see in the hospital, 90% of those that are hospitalized by the virus are not vaccinated. And, um, that's taken up a lot of room. You know, the problem is when you're in the hospital, it's, there's no, with COVID, because it's air, you can't have another person in the room with you. And with that, the hospitals are full. We see it on the news every night. They're really worried because if I get a heart attack, they can't bring me there because mm -hmm. there's no more room. Yep. Well, who's gonna take care of the heart attack guy or the car accident person and so on? I saw and that, um, that they're thinking of actually shutting down the bars earlier because of the accidents when people, you know, later in the night when there's an accident, a person drinking and driving, mm -hmm. there's more likely hospitalization. True. Yeah. One well, then effective starting September 13th, they won't be allowed to sell alcohol after 10 p.m. on right. Oahu. Right. So, um, my cat keeps crying. <laughs> oh, I see you back there. So, um, so tell me, uh, what is the status of tourism right now? Can you come and go as you please? COVID test, no need COVID test? Well, right now, they, um, what happened is, uh, originally, we all had to take a COVID test before coming, a negative COVID test, or you had to quarantine. It was originally 14 days, then moved to 10 days. And that included both tourists as well as residents. And then in mid-June, um, the governor decided, said that if you had a, your COVID vaccine and you had a vaccine card and your COVID vaccinations were done in Hawaii, 
you could show that and you didn't have to take a COVID test. And I was actually one of the first people to come. It was the day after I was leaving the mainland. And I was one of the first people to go on a Hawaiian Airlines with that card that they uh, let you through without having to show the COVID test. Mm -hmm. it was the day after. But now it's open to anyone, right? You right. don't need... Any July 1st, I think, he made it open to anyone with the vaccine card. And as we saw, there are some people with fake vaccine cards. I mean, this is insane. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like your fake ID to get a drink. It, this is this is a disease, you know, you yeah. could have a virus. And I, and I believe that what we should do to help, you know, slow down or mitigate the amount of people being testing positive is to uh, go back to that. We need to be taking COVID tests. And I think we should take a COVID test before you get on the plane within 72 hours. And then another one once you land. Mm -hmm. You know, what's happened in Europe, in Europe, they opened it up to Americans uh, six weeks ago. And they said, for instance, in Great Britain, if you want to fly to Great Britain, you had to have a vaccine card. You had to take a COVID test, negative COVID test, 72 hours before you take a flight. And then when you land, you have to stay in your hotel for three days and have another COVID test show that you're negative before wow. you even go out. That's kind now, of like what they did at the Olympics. Right, kind of like the Olympics. And what we did, what, what's happened is, if you watched the news yesterday, the EU said, okay, uh, a lot of countries, we don't want Americans anymore. We don't want Americans anymore. And, and that's because we're number one in the amount of people testing positive for COVID. Right. We're number one. And that's not something to be proud of. You know, that's not something to be proud of. So yeah. uh, when, when that happens, though, for Hawaii, we then become another prime destination. because. When people look at uh, pleasure destinations, you know, people say, I have on my bucket list, I want to go to Hawaii, but then I want to go to Paris, I want to go to London, I want to go to France, I want to go to Rome. All those are off the table. Just like everywhere in Asia right now, they're off the table. They don't want to, they don't, they don't let anybody yeah. go over there. So then that's They all come the here. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why we had a record number of tourists arriving for the month of July. I mean, it was unbelievable. And that's why you had that pushback, say, on Maui with the roads. There weren't enough <clears throat> rental cars. You had people, you know. One of the things is if you looked at, there was a, a report that went out by Hawaii Tourism Authority about the hotel revenue for the month of July. Record, record month. Mm. Record. 13% higher than 2019. Wow. Well, you know, year. I have a friend that's director of food and beverage at a major property and he was saying that the different demographic that would like to visit hawaii they didn't really want to stay at the hotel they would go out they would go adventuring they would go here they would go there but the domestic traveler they just want to stay at the hotel and they want to eat and they want to play at the pool and so it was like they weren't able to you know assist with the capacity of all these people that want to just hang out there right <laughs> that is a change that's a right with the demographic change it's a different tourist, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. And a lot of those are first-time visitors. Yes. Right, and a good thing about first-time visitors, they spend more money. Ah. They spend more Thank money. You <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And um, the, the, the other part was, especially on the Outer Islands, the lack, and here too, the lack of rental cars. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's such a shortage of rental cars. That's why you have people renting their own cars. But where did know. the cars go? They oh, shipped them off. what happened was, there were a number of reasons for that. First of all, uh, most rent-a-car 
lots in Hawaii only have capacity for 30% of their cars. So if I have 100 cars, say Jerry's car rental, I only have parking for 30. The other 70 is considered always going to be out rented. Hmm. What happened when we had the lockdown? All, where are you going to put all the cars? So I don't know if you saw the pictures. There were 4,000 cars parked at, at Aloha, Aloha Stadium. Stadium. Right. Now, in Hawaii, we know parking is very expensive. So let's just go low. $10 a day they charge the rental car company. Okay? So that's $40,000 a day. So in 10 days, that's $400,000 that we're spending on keeping cars stored. That aren't being That's used. in 10 days. Yeah. So it's just a major loss. Right. Major loss, number one. Number two So is, they sent the cars away. They sold them. They had to shred their, their fleet. That was the first thing. The second thing is, where are we located? In the middle of in the, the middle Pacific of the ocean. <laughs> what is surrounding the Pacific? What is, what is the island surrounded by? Salt air. This is not good for cars to be sitting in salt air, not moving for months on a time. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you know that we even have plastic rust here in Hawaii, those of us that live here long enough, right? Everything rusts in Hawaii. So this is not good for a car. So what happened is they, they sold them all. They dumped a whole bunch of them, got to put them back to the mainland or wherever they sent them to and sold them so that their fleet was at. The second, another factor that came into play was during the lockdown, when people had to be quarantined for 14 days, some people were sneaky, right? So they went to Hotel One and they checked in and then they stayed a day and then they told the hotel, I'm going back to the airport, we're leaving, going to the airport. They got in a car and they drove to Hotel B and went there and says, oh no, we were staying over there, we're fine. We don't have to quarantine. Mm. So because the Attorney General's office was the ones who had to keep an eye on these people and they didn't have enough folks they started to put they put a pressure on the rental car company saying hey you're responsible for this you're helping people break the rules you're abetting uh, the the situation so that made when you had to go for a rental car you had to show that you were already quarantined that's why they wouldn't let let people rent rental cars for until after quarantine right so then once we allowed tourists started to come back in bulk we had some tourists in May, but June and July, we had this surge. And what happened is, especially on the outer islands, when people were coming, like you said, your friend that has a hotel that runs food and beverage, it was amazing. I know one hotel over there, been open 27 years, record food and beverage sales for July, yep. record total sales for the, for the hotel, record average daily rate, almost 800 a night. So if you got it for 500, mine's 1100. Yeah. Right. And then, it, and then there were no cars. So they had a one rent a car here, a convertible one day on, uh, on TripAdvisor, a thousand dollars for yeah. a convertible a per day. I mean, I mean, you should be able to have somebody carry you around for a thousand dollars. Have a rent a car. And I don't know, Maui, I heard it was 800 for a little tiny geo. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, that happens because, of we have this yield management system, artificial intelligence, and it just looks at supply and demand. And as that peak comes, it just jacks the price up. It wasn't like somebody said, oh, I'm going to charge $1,000. This, and this made international news because um, I was interviewed by a, a reporter on it. And then the next thing you know, I got emails from people in 
Korea and in Japan, it said, hey, Jerry, I saw your name in, the, in a Korean newspaper about how you're charging $1,000 a day for car, rental cars. I was like, I am not charging. I'm the one who said that it wasn't how it happened. Don't kill the messenger. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so that, with that, that's one of the biggest challenges that happened, especially on the outer islands. Here you can get along, there's more taxis, there's Uber, there's Lyft. There's not so much of that on the outer islands. Yeah. And then, you know, um, I know when I went to Kauai last time, if you didn't get on the taxi guy, he goes to bed at like nine mm -hmm. and at the airport. And if you come in after that or you need to go. There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> you don't have access outside. Right. Okay, well, good. Um, <laughs> I think we can expect some more tourism updates each month. And so I feel like this is a great introduction to get everybody started. And um, any words of advice for people that are looking to possibly come and visit at this time? Yeah, I think that um, right, right now that they haven't made the um, decision yet to go back to our pre-COVID uh, testing, pre-travel um, we have the system already set in place. It worked for months and months. It worked well. I would recommend doing that. I know that they're saying something about uh, the Attorney General's office worrying that it won't hold up in court. By the time it gets to court, this is America. By the time we get to court, it'll be a year, a year later. Worry about it then. Yeah. I mean, right now, we have governors that are telling people not to wear masks. And if you wear masks in school, we're going to call you a bad person. Why don't we're trying to do what's right mm -hmm. and we need to have tourism because as we saw when there was no tourism the economy collapsed it's the largest single employer in the state of Hawaii you have hands down now we are moving forward we have more one of the challenges why you have you know some of the tourists a little bit frustrated is because they go to a restaurant and we don't have enough employees there's not enough workers. If you go out from everything from Jamba Juice and Starbucks all the way up to the, you know, the Kahala Hotel, they're all looking for people right now. There's, there's a shortage of labor. And it's not just here in Hawaii. It's all over. I have friends that are in Las Vegas where there's all kinds of signing bonuses and things for people to sign up to work in, 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 in the service industry. So this is one of the reasons that we just don't have enough workers at this time to keep this flood of tourists who maybe before might have checked to go to Mexico or go to the Caribbean or mm -hmm. go to Europe where they're not allowed to go now. So we're the only guys in town. And what we could do is mandate that they have to take these types of procedures to stay safe. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Kauai had to do it a very, very, had their own rules there because the lack of hospital rooms, you know, and, and when the mayor, the mayor there put in these rules it kept the numbers down and you know sometimes we're finding now that even vaccinated you could carry the virus mm -hmm. and not know it yep. so you could be getting me sick but not knowing you're doing that unless you've been tested so let's just get people tested and just yep. you have to be tested and that's all you don't have a choice and you know some people say well, well if i don't want to get tested well then you can't come here right now yeah. that's it that's it. There's no, there shouldn't be discussions. You shouldn't be worrying about, oh, well, the, we're, I have a friend that's a lawyer and he said to me, this is America and the constitution allows Americans to travel. Well, guess what? Right now, if you don't, just like, I would just put in a rule. If you're not, if 
you're not vaccinated and tested, you just can't come here right now. Yeah, well, but just to clarify, that? that's not what is um, in effect, but that's just your opinion. That's my expert opinion yes. of <laughs> tourism for 30 years and what I think worked and what will help Hawaii get a, a, a survive this, this crush right mm -hmm. now of people going to the hospital. Now, I understand that there's a lot of folks, there's a high percentage of folks that haven't been vaccinated. And that's a whole nother issue. Right. But from a tourism standpoint, we, we have 25,000 people fly in today and everybody's vaccinated. But they're saying 1% could be a carrier. That's 250 people that could be carrying the virus. Yeah, and then it's going. even more contagious also. Right. Yeah. And that's why I think that we should just go back to the, making them take the test. Yeah, and, well, and we'll I, see. And, and people, and people want to be in a place that's safe. Mm -hmm. You know, if we could do that, we could actually get, a, we'll be back to a super premium place. Yeah. And All right. Well, well, thank you, doctor. And we'll touch base well, again. Cross our fingers that things get better. <laughs> I'll tell you, I think that this weekend, um, I, I know that football season's starting, uh, college football, and people like going to watch them. You know, we start late, he early morning here. You know, the games are, you know, 6 a.m. when there's 12 o'clock games on the East Coast. And people like going to the bars and cheering. When you cheer, <laughs> you know, you yell for your team. Yeah. This is just... I, I, I would think if before we have to shut down the whole thing and do a whole lockdown, I think if he locked down this weekend, let people go to the beach, but not allowed in gathering and shut, if everybody in the, in, in the bars and those gatherings just stop for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we might be able to stop that surge just for a few days before we have to lock down for two weeks and shut everything down. I think that we can do that. And I think that would be really, really helpful for the, the poor hospital people. When you see them on the news, I just, my heart goes out for them. Here they are really trying to save us. Right. And, yeah. And then it just overwhelmed. You could just see it. They're overwhelmed. Yeah. Cross our fingers. Wash yep. your hands. <laughs> yes. Wash your hands. Stay. Wear your mask. Thank you. All right, Olena. Mm -hmm.